Hi and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you guys had a really nice holiday. It is Wednesday, January 8th, so we're eight days into 2020 uh, after coming off of a really, really good year for VR, which was 2019. Can't say that enough. What a great year 2019 was, and we talked about that last month, so I'm not going to dive into that too much, maybe not at all. Um, We're looking forward at this point, right? What is next for 2020? Well, my 2020 in VR is uh, kicking off on the right foot with something exciting. I'm excited right now because I got shipping confirmation from Valve that my index is coming tomorrow. So the stars have aligned. Um, I was able, I don't have any meetings that I have to be at physically tomorrow and I get to work from home. So I don't have to reschedule with FedEx. So fingers crossed right now that FedEx doesn't mess up, that they actually get out of their truck and try to deliver it. I've heard horror stories where that doesn't always happen, uh, because when you get a valve index, you got to be there to sign in person for it. Allegedly, you could leave a note at the door, but I'm not going to do that. I mean, this is a thousand dollar headset. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that. And I have to just make a a confession to you guys. I didn't play a lot of VR in December. It was kind of like a sabbatical from VR. I'll I'll talk about that. We're going to, there's going to be a kind of a new segment analyzing why sometimes uh, can't get motivated to play VR. Nothing bad. I think it's just a fact that um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, but let's start off with the news. So I already talked about my favorite news, which is getting the Valve Index tomorrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully have some time to, to spend with it um, tomorrow. I think I've got to do a pinball stream. So maybe maybe Friday is the day that I really get to um, play around with it. But you know, hopefully it's working. Hopefully there's no issues. Hopefully I can just get up and running and start enjoying it as soon as possible. I had ordered a VR cover for it, so that's in place. Um, I'm hoping that I can mount it in my game room or my VR room without um, screwing anything into the wall. I got like these, um, I know these clamps that can go on these curtain rods. So so we'll see. I've got to play around. I'm a little nervous about the setup or a little nervous about something going wrong with like the sensors not fitting right or just being able to work the way I want to do it because I try not to drill holes in the wall. But what, whatever, I'm, I'm excited right now. So fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly and that Next time I'm talking to you guys, I have nothing but good things to say about the index. I'm sure, like what I did with the Quest, I'm sure I'll do a special review episode of that. Not that there aren't enough opinions out there about the index, but if you're like me, you'd like to hear what uh, people think of it. Um, I can't sort of read enough about that. I like to take people's opinions in and uh, learn about their experience with that piece of hardware, considering it is the uh, most expensive consumer one that we have right now. And um, arguably the best, but not without its faults. So again, excited. And uh, I had ordered this, I think on December 3rd. So I had to wait. I've been waiting. I didn't know when it was going to come out. When I ordered it, I thought it was going to come in December. Then we learned that they're out of stock and uh, I'd have to wait till at least January. So I'm glad that it's early in January. I just, like I said, I just found out 
today. So I'm um, really excited to, uh, to uh, start playing around with that. Speaking of which, uh, this kind of rolls over into the news, the index has been sold out. And uh, sold out maybe a couple days after Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were waiting for the Black Friday sales, and then they rushed to order it. Plus, you have Half Life being announced, so it's been sold out. But that's that's kind of old news. We talked about that last time. What's interesting to me is the um, one of the episodes that uh, the Valve News Network put out, and. It's, from what they're suggesting, what they're saying, I think this makes sense, that Valve was surprised that when they released Half-Life VR, they were surprised by the positive reception. I mean, that that blows my mind. That blows my mind. And I think this is true because the index has been sold out, and if you order now, you're not getting it to at least February, and uh, Half-Life comes out in March. So, that tells me they weren't prepared for this. They weren't prepared for the onslaught of all the VR orders. Now, they had to have anticipated that, you know, some people are going to be ordering it right when it was released. So they had to have a stock that they were like, sure, we feel comfortable with it, especially around the Christmas season. Uh, yeah, we've got enough to fulfill orders because the the thing came out in June. All right, so plenty of time to build up that inventory. I think there was some concern that maybe they were underselling a little bit. All right, but obviously Valve wasn't prepared, and we've gotten a backlog of orders. So if you're waiting for it, um, sorry, I mean that it's, it's a bummer. Who who wants to wait when you got a toy uh, that's supposed to be coming on the way? I sort of magically timed this right because one of my goals early on, I think I said this way back in the July podcast, is that uh, I wanted them to resolve the issues with the clicking on the controllers and, and hopefully the drift. I'm not confident that that's been solved at all, uh, but. Clearly, because they ran out of stock, these are all new batches of Valve indexes or indexes, whatever you want to call the plural. So I'm confident that I should at least get a controller that clicks in all directions, which is somewhat important. And I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that uh, that stupid uh, stick drift issue has gone away. Uh, Like I said, last time I have a horrible prediction that it's going to break as soon as uh, Half-Life comes out, if it does indeed come out in March. So We'll see, but um, yeah, I think Valve Valve messed up a little bit. It's a uh, it's a it's a little weird and disconcerting how, um, in many ways they're projecting into the future and embracing a future technology like VR, but in some ways they seem to be so out of touch that they're surprised by this. Speaking of selling out, uh, the Quest has been sold out. I guess, you know, I don't think Quest I wouldn't say messed up by being sold out. I think uh, it's just selling so damn well that it's just going beyond everybody's expectations and that's awesome um looks like orders aren't going to be uh, filled in until february in the u.s if i understand correctly so if you're in the u.s you're kind of uh that sucks i think in other areas uh january you'll get an order for a quest but that's that's really good for a quest quest seems to be crushing it from what we can tell and anytime you hear these anecdotal stories you know you share quest or even VR in general, somebody who's never played it, and they're just blown away, right? And now they can go out and actually buy something. There's not a, oh, that's awesome, but I can't buy an expensive gaming rig. I, I don't have $1,400 to buy a computer that can just run VR and then you know, $400 for uh, uh, Rift S. No, a lot of people have $400 or $399, and they can go out and pick it up. So fantastic time for VR. That's good news. It's, it's funny how 
I, I guess the Valve being sold out is good news, too. This is all good news. Don't get me wrong. I'm more or less analyzing that I think Valve messed up and being a little harsher on them in this case. But I, lo- I love you, Valve. I'm, I'm excited for Half-Life, but um, it's too bad you don't have enough indexes in stock. So just be patient. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> sorry, not, not to trash. Let's go on and talk about uh, Valve a little bit more in relation to Half-Life not being shown at the uh, Gamer Awards. So uh, those awards happened in early December. Valve was supposed to show off gameplay of the new Half-Life Alex, and it didn't happen. And again, according to the Valve News Network, it was because um, you know they didn't have smooth locomotion really fleshed out into the game. They're still working right now on smooth locomotion. So this game, when it was designed, it's been in production for three years, had been designed around teleport only. Again, we covered that. They're just adding in smooth locomotion now. And the speculation is that, uh, you know, Boneworks came out and Boneworks got this huge positive reception. There was like over 8,000 reviews on Steam. I mean, it, it just sold phenomenally well. A lot of praise for that game. And Valve, the last thing they want to do is show this uh, teleportation game at this awards and, and be criticized left and right. So I agree, it's a smart move. They made a smart, it sounds like it was a very last minute too, if, uh, if uh, the Valve News Network is to be believed in. It sounds very believable. It was a very last minute decision to uh, not show that footage. Uh, and that is, to me, that's a, that's a good move, but it's disconcerting that Valve is so out of touch that I understand back in 2016, okay, teleport. Teleport was a thing back then, but you know they're working on this game for three years 2017 starts rolling around. We see other games like Onward embrace it, and, and it works. Pavlov's using it. These are games that are played by a ton of people. And now every game that's released now that I can think of that I play has, <coughs> excuse me, has a uh, option for um, teleport, but also smooth locomotion. And it seems most people in these games use smooth locomotion. So how did Valve not see or notice that? Right, it's like these two competing things. Like Valve is forward-looking, and they're really embracing VR, where so many companies, so many AAA companies, are sitting on the sidelines and just kind of watching what's going on and and not jumping in. Valve is jumping in. Valve is future-oriented. They want to have it now, and yet mess up so bad that they think, oh yeah, this game is just—it's a teleport game. It's a teleport-only game. And then in the final hour, scramble to try to throw in smooth locomotion to it. The other fear is that and there, there's that basic fear that they're out of touch in that sense. Like, geez, if they're out of touch about this, what else are they getting wrong? Um, the other fear is that if this game was designed around teleport, well, if you design a game around teleport and then suddenly you add in smooth locomotion, does that make it too easy? Right when you're kind of dancing and strafing around these enemies, uh, will the experience be as good? If, uh, if it was designed one way and then you kind of tack on this other way to play? I, I don't know. Because they're supposed to release this in March. Now, maybe it gets delayed because they realize that um, this is not good enough. But if they delay it, it's going to lead to more problems. So I, I, I said last episode that I, all the confidence in the world, Valve is going to deliver a great product. But that issue is a little disconcerting. A little disconcerting because I'm... I, don't want to play a teleport-only game. That is so three years ago. It's so old. It's just not fun. It just feels like an old, antiquated thing now. We're all 
most of us can do smooth locomotion. Yes, games should have teleport in there for folks who are new to VR or uh, the folks that just cannot get over motion sickness, and I, and I feel bad for them. But for most of us, smooth locomotion is the answer, and that's the way the game should be played. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, so I mentioned Boneworks came out. That was the big news back in December. Um, got a lot of praise. It's like overwhelmingly positive, very positive on Steam. Most things are going to read are positive. Oddly enough, I, I I didn't get the game because I didn't have the Valve Index. And if I play the game, I want to play it on that because it is designed around that. Not that you need it, but I think it'll be better on the Valve Index for all indications. This, though, I um, when I hear that the game is kind of like a sandbox game, those are like keywords that I focus on them, think that maybe that's not a game for me. Like, I am the weird person who feels like I'm on a different planet because everybody loved that Blade and Sorcery game. Blade and Sorcery was such a big deal. So many people are spending hours in it and talking about how amazing it is and the physics. I get into it. I'm like, this is like a, a tech demo, dude. There's like no game here. It's like a... It's not even a good wave shooter. It's like half implemented. Like, sure, there's some physics, but like, I at the end of the day, I'm the kind of person that I need a good game, whatever that means in terms of a, a game. But there's got to be a gaming element to it. Um, ideally, I'm progressing through a story that's interesting and engaging, right? I guess that's what makes it a game. Or there's some points to be scored, or levels, or progress. Um, you know, uh, I like. I was playing Until You Fall, and Until You Fall is a fun game. I got that last month. And, you know, there's not a story to it, really, but it's a game. It's not a tech demo. It's a game you're progressing. You're trying to get to the next level. Um, and that's missing in Blade and Sorcery. So I'm a little skeptical of Boneworks because I know it has a story in it, but it sounds like the story is tacked on, right? It sounds like the priority for Boneworks is make an incredible physics engine in vr right because so many people seem to want that okay great but all right well let's let's put a story in there too um those those are priorities that i'm not in alignment with now all i can do is 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 get it and try it out for myself but in reading between some of the lines and listening to people whose opinion i kind of respect or can relate to it just sounds like it's not going to be for me um, but then again, maybe I'm the weirdo because I'm like the one guy who might be disappointed by that. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm excited that Boneworks has garnered so much attention and people are excited about it. I'm excited that it's pushing um, kind of immersion in VR through uh, level of physics that is unseen in other games. I don't get such a high on physics. Like, yeah, I want the physics to be good. I want to be interacting with all the objects, but I don't want it to come at a cost to fun, right? Like, if you have to cut corners and make something less realistic, but it makes it more fun or more game-like, then that's the corner I fall into. Again, maybe I'm, I'm analyzing it too much uh, for not having personally played it, but you know that's that's my. I, I'm not super hyped about Boneworks like I should be, like everybody else has been and was leading up to it. Um, I'll probably pick it up when it goes on sale, kind of deal, and then and, and delve into it. What I am a little more hyped about, though, is uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is coming out January 23rd. It's going to be $39.99 from Skydance Interactive. So this game looks like a 10 to 15-hour game. It is a game. There is a a certain open-world aspect to it, although I don't know how large that is. Right? It looks like you have some freedom in the game. That looks really good. The graphics look amazing on it. 
Um, it's got physics in it, probably not Boneworks esque or as much, uh, but it, it looks like something that's like more up my appetite. The only thing that I heard that's a little disconcerting about it is that there's like a stamina system in the game. And my God, I the stamina system in the game like Creed, where it kind of artificially makes you t- you tired um, versus how you feel as a player, that's a little worrisome. I can only hope that they know what they're doing and they've made this game fun. So so we'll see. But I'm 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 hopeful that this is a good game because that sounds like a great game to tie me and a lot of other people over until uh, Half-Life comes out in March. Like, what a good time. You pick up Saints and Sinners, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners in January, you play it, beat it, and then, boom, Half-Life Alex comes out. That's awesome. That's a That could be a really good start. That could be the first big hit of 2020. So I'm, I'm saying this expression a lot, fingers crossed, but 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 fingers crossed for this. Um, that's a game I'm really hoping is good because I don't have anything else on my radar that I know of that I'm excited for before Half-Life Alex comes out, and I'd like to have some games to play. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I will have to pick up Boneworks just to tie myself over. We'll see. All right, this isn't news so much as it is sort of like the, the commentary section of this podcast, if you will, but I, I found something that I wanted to talk about that I, I thought was pretty interesting. So um, a week or two ago, there, there was a post on Reddit in the virtual reality subreddit and I saw some people on Twitter commenting on it, and uh, it kind of encapsulated what was going on in my life at the time. And this comes into, uh, I didn't play VR much in December. So let me read just the um, the question that was posted in virtual reality. This was uh, nine days ago, I believe. All right, it says, does anyone else feel lazy and unmotivated to use their VR, but once you do, you don't take it off for hours? Uh, that's a really good question. I can totally relate to that. Uh, there's, there is, this is no new news, but there is a barrier of entry. <laughs> Even when you have VR, there's more steps, um, to actually getting into VR versus maybe playing a game on Xbox, which I spent a lot of time in December doing that. So I'll, I can only give my, uh, my experience with that. And I'll, and I'll try to answer back, um, how I can relate to that comment. So I've been kind of going strong and playing a lot of VR uh, the last several months. Um, it's been awesome. I've been grabbing games as, as much as possible, really hitting it hard. Asgard's Wrath is taking a lot of time. Then you got Pistol Whip. I mean, it's been so good. Uh, come December, I, uh, I, or like maybe a little after Thanksgiving, I got into, uh, I, I play uh, uh, flat gaming, if you will. You know, I didn't totally abandon that. And uh, I've got an Xbox One, so... Sometimes I play Overwatch because I have friends who play that, and to me that's a it's a big draw, uh, playing with like my brother and and friends. And then uh, they got into Dead by Daylight, and that hooked me as well. So what I find is that I get pulled away from VR uh, when there's a compelling game that's in a, a flat screen game that I can pl- play with my brother and friends. And unfortunately in VR, there's not a lot of good multiplayer options. Like Pavlov is great and it comes up, but okay, that's like one game. That's not to say that there aren't other fun games in VR, but look, flat flat screen gaming, if you want to play multiplayer, that's where it's at. Especially the ease of playing in Xbox, right? It couldn't be easier 
hitting a couple buttons and then suddenly you're in, in live chat and playing with your friends. It connects every time, like super easy, super fluid. Um, my preference would be to play a game like Dead by Daylight or Overwatch in VR. I, I would love to do that and to play with my friends, but those don't exist. And the other problem is most people still don't have VR. And it's going to be a, a number of years until VR is as prolific as everybody has like an Xbox or a PlayStation, right? So I have way more people to play with on 2D gaming than I do in VR. I have a, a limited number of people who actually not only do they have VR, but we have the same games and then you can find the time when they're available to play. It's much, much more difficult to do that. So that's when 2D gaming wins over. It's when I can have that social experience uh, with friends and especially people that I don't see on a daily basis because they live in another city. Um, that's what draws me away from it. I don't struggle so much with like getting motivated to, to put the headset on um, and fire up the computer. My, uh, you know, if I, if I want to go right now and play VR, it would take me less than five minutes to get in there. Everything's kind of hooked up and ready to go. I think the only lag time is obviously the computer booting up. And um, if I put the headset on right now because it's not plugged in, it would fog up a little bit. But that's it. It's not, a, it's not a big deal, right? And when I'm in there, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's like I fall in love all over again every time I put VR in. And I'm like, how do I even spend time 2D gaming? Uh, but I, I forget that love, right? Because there are some obstacles. There's some things that we just can't do in VR as easily as we can do in 2D gaming. At least that's that's my perception of it or my experience. So I'm hoping that, you know, five years from now, this is a different conversation, a different story where most of the people that I'm talking about wanting to play games with, like they're over in VR and um, we have a lot more of a robust VR multiplayer because those experience is just so much so much better. Um, I started I started kind of taking a sabbatical from VR because the other reason is uh, I knew my index was coming. So I was like, I'm going to cool down for a while on VR and I'm going to get to some 2D games that looked interesting, but I never played. So uh, I got like the Xbox Game Pass and I played like the Banner Saga, which was, which was on there for free. Uh, a game I normally wouldn't play, but it's free. It's on there. I was also off for a week and a half um, for the holiday. So I played that. Uh, I played Resident Evil 7. I'm actually just playing that now because I, I, I do like horror games a little bit. I'm starting to really get into them actually in VR. And um, I uh, I was always curious about that game because it got good reviews, but I held off on playing it because I was always hoping that it would come to PC VR. I think it's safe to say it's not happening at this point in time. Of course, maybe I just jinxed it, so you're welcome if that's the case. But I was like, okay, I don't think it's going to come out for PC VR. Let's try it on um, uh, 2D Gaming. I was also curious to see if um, this game would scare me because people say, oh, this game is, is really scary, right? Like it's got great atmosphere and sound and blah, blah, blah. I have, an, I have a, a great setup for 2D gaming. I've got a 100 screen, a projector. I've got um, Atmos speakers. There's like nine speakers in that room. Okay, it's great. It, it sounds great. So I'm playing this game and I got to tell you, I've probably put in, I don't know, three, four hours. And like maybe one time I had like a jump scare, but... I'm not scared playing that game. I, I I don't know, I don't know if that game's not really that scary, which could be one thing. But what I suspect is that playing a horror game in VR is so immersive, and it's so frightening because you're you feel like you're really there. That when you go and play a 2D horror game, it's like a joke. 
Like it, it's just so there's such a, a gulf. There's such a distance between you and then what's happening in the game where in VR you're in the damn game. You, you are in there. Your body, your lizard brain is tricked when something pops out. It's tricked that it just popped out in front of you. It is frightening. My hands in a VR horror game sweat when uh, the tension is there and it's frightening. I cannot play, uh, what's the game called? Dread Halls. I cannot play Dread Halls for like more than 10 minutes because that game is a masterpiece in just creating atmosphere and, as the name implies, dread. Whereas on a 2D gaming you know, I'm in my living room, dude. I'm on the couch, right? I'm 12 feet away from the screen. There's other things going on in the house. I'm not really there. I'm perfectly safe on my couch. How could I possibly be scared of what's going on the screen? It seems silly. So for all the all of our friends out there who uh, play a game like Resident Evil in, uh, or any other horror game on PC or console and haven't tried a horror game in VR, if you really want to have some fun with them, I, I suggest finding a game like Dread Halls and throwing them in there, especially if they're a VR doubter or say it's a gimmick, and just just watch them crumble. I think that would be hilarious. But uh, hopefully that uh, hopefully I can add to that discussion. I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say about that question that I raised about having trouble or feeling motivated to get into VR, but once you're in there, you want to be in there for hours. Um, I, I can totally relate. Every time I play VR, every time I play it, without fail, I'm just like, that's amazing. That feeling, sure, it's not like the first time I ever went in there and was just blown away because I didn't know what to expect. But every time I play VR, I'm like, this is amazing. Especially because I still play 2D gaming and I can just see how lacking it is. So here's to uh, kind of fast forwarding into the future when more people have it. There's better multiplayer games. I can't wait. All right. That is uh, enough for the news. That's quite extensive. Uh, I'm going to jump over and we just got one game to review for this month because it's, like I said, I didn't, I didn't play a lot. I did forget that I played um, Until You Fall. I could review that, but well, I'll save that for the future probably. All right, so this game that I'm going to review, um, I have to thank a listener of the show. So he had reached out to me. He's a MAME fan, M-A-M-E-F-A-N on YouTube, uh, and he had reached out to me. Uh, just to kind of have kind of a, a back and forth. I think he listens to uh, also my pinball podcast. So so thank you. And he also was kind enough uh, to promote uh, this podcast in other, in other venues. So check out his YouTube channel. It's uh, really good stuff. There's stuff of him playing VR and talking about VR headsets. I think that's where I first uh, learned of him. Anyways, uh, he was suggesting, because he knows I like pinball, um, if, asking if I checked out, I think, like Pinball FX2 VR. So I'm not really a fan of uh, the Pinball FX games, and I don't. I I love pinball. I have 14 machines in my basement. I just got a Deadpool pinball um, right before Christmas. It was my Christmas present to myself. Uh, so that's another reason I wasn't playing a lot of VR. So I got a new pinball machine. Uh, so yeah, I, I love pinball. I, I love pinball. And at one point in time, I was ranked 200 someone in the world, and that slipped because I have not been traveling for competitions. Um, but I love pinball and I know a lot about it. So video pinball to me is, is, is cool in the sense that, uh, it actually helped me get into real pinball. It was my, the gateway drug to real pinball. But, um, what I love about real pinball is that it's real. It's not a video game. You know, we've spent so much time looking at screens at work. We play video games, we play VR, 
Uh, if you're a gamer like me, you want to take a break sometimes, and you can play this amazing game that's in, it's real, right? So video pinball doesn't play a part of my life anymore, um, but I was super curious about pinball and VR because I love VR, I love pinball. What happens when we mash the two together, right? So enter Zachariah Pinball VR, and I decided to get the Zachariah Pinball VR because uh, most people probably don't know a lot about pinball, so I'll explain this. Zachariah was a pinball company uh, I think they were in existence from the 1940s to 1987. But the thing is, they're uh, an Italian pinball company. They were an Italian pinball company. So a lot of the machines they produce, you've no one's ever seen them in the U.S., right? Or like I've played a few of them just because they've been in really large collections. It's not a common thing. Uh, so for me, this was a chance to play games that I just normally can never get my hands on, whereas like a game like um, like pinball fx3s real uh, uh, the recreations of like Williams and Bally games or um, pinball arcades doing stern I have access to those I can play those games any day by by collectors or tournaments or some I own some of them right so Zachariah pinball VR seemed interesting to me and uh, I actually got this game for free but I would have paid the price for it because it was uh, on the winter sale it was like super cheap so right now if you were to buy it um, this is actually it's it's weird. It's kind of like you gotta buy you gotta buy the base game and you buy it like per table. So they also have packs on Steam that you can buy. I don't have the base game price in front of me, but the VR DLC that you gotta download to play VR mode is fourteen ninety nine, which to be honest is a it's it's a little steep when you considering you gotta buy other things um, to play that. I don't I don't know. Maybe it comes with some free tables. I just got like access to like all the games um i got hooked up by uh pixel magic because of through my work in pinball so they were kind enough to do that thank you guys um but anyways the the zachariah pinball is listed as coming out on october 17th 2016 by the company pixel magic i don't know when the vr mod or portion came out and i think vr might also be in beta um not sure but what's cool about zachariah pinball one thing is that they do have multiplayer so um I was able to play in, I was able to go in VR, okay? And I have friends who have this on PC for Steam on their computers, this flash screen, and I could play with them. So that's really cool. I mean, this is not an expensive game. So this is a game that you can play with your flat screen friends and they can just, you just connect through the internet. It's not even like, it's not local multiplayer. Like you just connect through multiplayer. Um, so that was, that was really cool. All right, so the overview and objective of the game well it's pinball and there's a lot of tables to choose from that you can download and pay for um so it's pinball i mean that, that's the overview uh, but what is uh what's cool about this is that they have different modifiers and ways to play it like different kind of achievements to try to go after and unlock challenges they have like a put like a story mode in there where you play through like the history of the machine so what i like about this is that they've put a lot of options in there there's a lot of content to kind of um, not only through the sheer number of tables, but the way you can play the table and approach the table. There's there's a lot there. And the graphics in this game in VR just looked really good. I mean, it was, I was, I was, I don't know what my expectation was, but it exceeded it. Because that's the first time seeing pinball in VR. And pinball is a passion. I've spent so much time with it. So I was impressed. I like the idea of being able to like lean in and look at the fine details on the table you can even read the uh, kind of rule cards on the machines. You can 
kind of really get in there and, and the 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 quality of the machines they were just they 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 just really shined level of detail was there it looked very real i um very impressed by that very impressed by that playing pinball in vr um even though i would never play like on 2d anymore um it got me playing video pinball which is something i thought i would never do again that's just how good it is um in vr so even if you're not a huge pinball fan i think that people can certainly appreciate this game like i I wasn't a huge pinball fan, but I got into pinball just because I randomly downloaded Pinball FX2 on the Xbox back in 2010, and lo and behold, look at me now. But um, I, I think it's it's really cool. I think they've done a really good job with that. The sound is is fine. I mean, the sound is the pinball sound. So, you know, these are older games. There's a lot of times chimes or rudimentary, basic 80s video game sounds, right? So it is, it is what it is. You know, not much more to say on that um the controls of the game um you use so i'm using windows mixed reality right so i can just you know pull the triggers to to flip the the machine that's fine i think it would have been cool if uh one of the most i guess let me say this one of the most important things in pinball is being able to nudge the machine right to be able to shake it so that you can save the ball from going in the outline or just kind of move the ball around and control a little bit better. It's perfectly legal to nudge the game. If you nudge it too much, you tilt, all right? And uh, a tilt just means you lose your bonus and lose the ball. You've, you've, you shook it too much. And um, when you have a pinball machine, you can actually sense, uh, set the sensitivity. But it's perfectly legal to, to, to nudge it. It's part of the game. You need to do that. So the way you do that in VR is just like I just hit the trackpad or whatever, and it shakes a little bit. If they're really going to do a good job in VR for this... They should have this a physicality to it. Like I should be able to see like my VR hands, and I should have to hold my hands on the machine, um, you know, to flip the flipper buttons, right? And when I need to shake it or nudge it, I should have to physically move my hands to shake it like I would a pinball machine. That would be amazing. That's what that's what you really if you really want to do this right. If you really want to make a game that you're like, oh my god, this they're really recreating an experience. The real experience in pinball is you're you're touching the cabinet, you're holding the cabinet, and you have to shake it and move it at times. That would be that'd be awesome, but it's not in there. So controls are all right. Controls are just whatever, pushing the button. Um, not amazing. It could they could have done more there, uh, but I am to be honest, just grateful that there's a VR mode in Zachariah Pinball. So my my standards are pretty low right now. Uh, immersion kind of folds into everything because, like I said, I it was so cool to see these games brought to life that I normally don't have access to right in front of me to zoom in and move my head around. I can walk around the cabinet and look in details. Uh, one of the cool things in pinball is typically like pinball has interesting art a lot of times. And while Zachariah machines in general aren't maybe the the most fun games, they're okay. You know, they're, they're all right. And, and the art's okay. It's still really cool. And uh, the immersion was great. When your friends are playing the game on, you know, a multiplayer game and it's their turn, you can kind of, you can see them playing. There's not like an avatar that represents them, but you can see like the ball move around. So I kind of just step out of the way, <laughs> like you know, somebody's actually at the machine and watch them play like I would in real life. Um, yeah, there's there's good presence there. It's it's pinball works quite well in in VR, I got to say. And then um, one thing this game does well too. And it's important. I've, I've talked about this like in relation to Asgard's Wrath, but this game offers a lot of options, a lot of like graphic options in VR and a lot of VR options, it seems. 
I really like the job that they've done there that you can really tweak the graphics and make sure it's looking good for not only performance, but you can make the glass kind of look like dirty, like in, if you're like in a bar, right? Or you can make the glass like perfectly clean, like if it's in my basement and I've just cleaned it, you know, Windex on, on the glass and all that. So I I really appreciate that. I really, they could have just, you know, shrugged their shoulders and did a half-assed job with VR implementation, but it's pretty good. I had to um, say that sometimes I've, I've got little wonky bugs that... Um, Sometimes my like controllers act as like laser pointers in the game or like a laser pointer kind of comes out on it. It's just a little weird. It kind of gets hung up like I'm in the menu system, but I can still play. That's rare, not all the time, and it didn't prevent me from playing it, but it, it's worth mentioning. So overall, I can uh, I think the price is a little high for this, but I'm not saying it's not worth it because there's a lot there and you can buy tables on a table-by-table basis. So if you just got a couple tables and the VR... You might be, I don't know, maybe like twenty bucks or something like that. I, I think it's, I think it's totally worth it. Um, and like I said, there was a sale during the winter sale, and the VR DLC was like three bucks, and like a bunch of tables, like a, a lot of tables were like seven dollars, like a basic pack. So uh, if you're interested and you think the price is too much, fine. I would definitely put it on your wish list and wait till it goes on sale because it, it well at that trust me at that sale price, it does not hurt to grab it. You're gonna have it. You're gonna get your money's worth no matter what. Um, but you might be surprised at how much time you, you spend playing it. And it's a nice way to learn how to play pinball because all pinball machines have their own rules. And, uh, this game will kind of explain what the rules are. You can go into the menu. We'll tell you kind of what to shoot at, what your goals are, how much they're worth. And you get to complete, uh, compete against other players. There's an online leaderboard. So that, you know, that does it for me being able to uh, compete against other people. So again, thanks to uh main fan on YouTube for, kind of pushing me, nudging me to uh, try pinball and VR. Uh, It it was fun. It was a good experience. Okay. So uh, out of 10, I would give this game an 8, which on my rating scale is a solid game. It's a a solid game. I think, like I said, if they really wanted to blow me away and just kind of have me super, super impressed, just add the hands in there, make the table something I can move around and push around, give me the ability to nudge because it's VR, and that's something we can do as compared to 2D gaming. So this is the, the edge that you can give it. All right, well, listen, that's going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, do yet another uh, podcast. I'm happy to kick off 2020. I'm excited for the Valve Index. I hope everybody got some good games. I hope if you're new to VR, welcome. Thanks for listening to me uh, talk about VR. If you want to give me some feedback, you want to reach out to me, you can email me at vrgamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also catch me on Twitter. I'm there. Just do a search. I think it's uh, at uh, I don't I don't even know. This this is how uh, I'm out of shape, I guess, for 2020. But uh, you can just search for VR Gaming Podcast on Twitter. You can connect that way, and we can dialogue. You know, tell me what's up. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me what's going on. And if you really want to be nice, if you really want to be nice, I'm trying to grow this audience to make sure it's worth my time uh, to to do this. Uh, you can leave a review on iTunes, which will help uh, uh, people find this podcast, or you can share this podcast with other people, things like that. What the heck? It's a nice thing to do. And every time I see the numbers grow, I get encouraged and I say, you know what? I'll keep this up. So again, thanks everybody. Have a good 2020 and I will catch you next time.